This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, this is Annabeth Gish, and you're listening to Zach and Dustin on $2 Late Fee. Before there was IMDb.com, there was Zach and Dustin. You know those guys who think they know everything about a movie without having to go on the internet to look it up? That's us, but maybe only for the years 1981 through mid-1989. No, I'd say late 1978 through early 1992. (laughs) Either way, we know movies. And even more specifically, we know soundtracks from those movies. Yeah, this is $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. This is the podcast where we pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it still holds up today. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Thanks for listening. On to the show. They were the last days of innocence. Do y'all think Carson Harley had premarital <gasps> sex? Melina, gross! Have you ever Frenched a girl in the ear? Yes. My God, Chip, who'd you do this with? Nobody. For four best friends who wanted it to last. <laughs> forever. I love y'all so much. Y'all are going off to college. And you're gonna forget me. <laughs> She's wrecked her face. <laughs> because for one weekend in the summer of 63, you could still trust your heart. I'm not going anywhere with you. Well, don't play hard to get. You might miss something. Take a chance. What am I going to do? I love him so much, I feel sick. Follow your heart. I want him to take me in his arms and crush me with passion. And make a dream come true. I know you're going to be... Very happy. And if you're not, there's always divorce. Melania! Shag, a great time you'll remember forever. I'm... I'm... I'm blown away. I'm blown away. I'm blown away. I'm I'm so stoked right now that we have a special guest on our show. You're blown away by it, huh? I'm blown away. It's a, it's I had it's, to 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 call in the big guns for this one. I had to I had to call in some favors. You sure did. For I'm this special exciting. guest. I'm a pretty exciting guest. So I understand. <laughs> you would think you would think that, you know, it might be uh uh simple. To call one's wife nope. up on the phone. Not this one. Uh, nope, nope. Just and be like, hey, can you, would you, how are you? Um, you know, would you like to be on a very special episode 
a very um, special very episode. special that's how he got very me special. it was a very special yeah. episode and that's what and that's how i roped her and i said a very special getting and she kidnapped was like, and other things that happen on very special episodes oh yes it was yes. usually a kidnapping or like a maybe something racy happened at school or something but a trip to the uh or drugs sometimes yeah of the store yeah i got yeah. some video games to show you I, I both loved and hated very special episodes. You know, know. it's like, because you wanted it to be like the funny, normal episode, but you also kind of loved the drama of it. But I think there was a different strokes where... Fresh Prince there of Bel-Air. There were a couple. I mean, Fresh, Dudley. Fresh Prince. Dudley. When he gets Poor Dudley. The bicycle Man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All that stuff. And I, I was going to mention a very special episode of Degrassi, but they were all very special episodes. <laughs> There was there was school shootings. There was uh, in both the the new and the old. Um, there was there were some... school shootings. Yeah, I forgot about Drake. That. Drake got shot and was in a wheelchair. Oh yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy. Yeah, like we were the Drake. Who's now Drake? Yeah, like yes. Oh, yeah, his real name is in... Aub- Aubrey. Aubrey. Yeah, that's his name, right? Um, it's hard out there for an Aubrey. It could be. Aubrey Plaza's doing great. She's doing great. Uh, but a male Aubrey? Uh, anyways, anyways this is a very special episode. This is I'm a very here. special. <laughs> it is a very special episode. But what I do want to say is that a lot of our episodes are very special in that special. Zach usually shares some kind of trauma. So if we're equating very special with trauma, then they're all really special because it's like, oh, Zach almost got kidnapped. Zach, you know, got hit by a car. Zach, you know, <laughs> broke his hand at summer camp. You know, all, all these things. This um, is... I never went to summer camp. Well, Me when neither. you were working, I you, didn't were working either. you were working at summer camp. Yeah. And you, oh, oh th- yes. That, that's the one I'm talking about where you injured your hand and you had to stage a walkout. Oh, that's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> because they would not, they like docked your pay or something. They did. They yeah. did. How dare they? What? Yeah. And that yeah, was they, the summer camp, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they oh. wouldn't, uh, they wouldn't, because I had to take a day off. I had to go to the hospital to get my broken finger mended, examined. Oh, so you weren't working. If you're not I working, work- you're not going to get paid, Zach. That's yeah, just the way it I, is. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. <laughs> no but, workman's comp at the, at, the, at the camp. It's not happening. But this is special because it's, uh, yeah, it's your, uh, it's your wife. Dustin. It's, it's my wife, Erin Rubin. Erin yeah. is yeah. A, a voice actress. She is a producer. She is a a, a shag aficionado, if I dare. She's a baker. <laughs> if I don't I want you to amp so it up bold. too much. She's a, she's a macrame <laughs> maker. turn it down a little. Yeah. Well, for today's movie, Shag, from 1989... This was a movie that, uh, well, this movie is significant for two reasons. One, I believe that it really is our first kind of coming-of-age, uh, f- female coming-of-age movie from the 80s. There, there are not a lot of there them There aren't a lot there. of them. There really yeah. aren't. And this one is really uh, done, done incredibly well and really, um, you know, speaks to the, uh, to the female coming-of-age uh, plight in uh, well, it doesn't take place in the '80s. It it takes place earlier, but but I was not aware, uh, Aaron, of your love for this. Mo- I mean, I knew of your love for this movie, but it wasn't until we sat down together where I was like, oh, like she knows this movie. Like you, you really know this movie. You knew all the lines. You you, you know you knew all the music. Uh, you were really it's embedded. Um, 
Yeah, it's in there. yeah. It was like one of those like it's in your D- DNA, and I was like, whoa, double take, because I don't know of another movie that um, I can say you have that experience with, probably. Um, I probably know Dazed and Confused pretty well. Mm-hmm. I could probably That's quote cool. that one pretty sure. well, but um, not Big Trouble in Little China. I mean, that's up there, too. That's up there, too. Um, Yeah, those would probably be the top. I I watched True Romance a lot, too, in college. Those were all kind of like... Another great one. On the loose, those were. But um, it was interesting to watch Shag with you guys, because I never... I don't think I've ever, in the many, many, many times that I've seen it, I don't think I've ever watched it with any fellas. Mm. So it was a couple of dudes. I was like, hey, dudes, what do you what do you guys think of this? You know, there's ladies and there's love. There's dancing. There's dancing. (laughs) Um, So it was interesting. It was I and I don't know if you were laughing to like humor me and make me feel like, oh, we're all watching a movie together. But I don't think that's really your style. You guys are nice enough to do that. But I don't think that's why you were doing it. But it was interesting to, to watch it with you guys and see you guys enjoy it. Because it does yeah. feel like, because I've always watched it with my girls. Like, it's always been like a sleepover movie or like a bachelorette party movie. Uh. <laughs> do you get self-conscious? Do you get self-conscious when you show someone a movie that's near and dear to your heart? Do you get self-conscious when watching it with that person? A little bit. A little bit in the sense that I feel protective of it a little bit. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And, you know, it's, I just want it. I, I figured you probably wouldn't have the same love that I have for it just because it's so ingrained in my heart. But um, but I was happy to see that you, that you were enjoying it. Well, I, I know specifically we chose this movie. I, I mean, I didn't know your love of it, but we chose it knowing this was going to be the pre-episode to our interview with Annabeth Gish, right? The star of Shag, one of the stars. Uh- and so Dustin and I were like <laughs> talking about what 80s so movies excited. we should cover, right? And so should we cover Hiding Out? Well, we kind of talk about Hiding Out in our Top 5 Keiths episode, and we talked to Keith Coogan about Hiding Out a little bit. It's a good so one. So maybe not that one. Mystic Pizza? Well, that one's just kind of cliche, you know? It's like, that's another it's female been done. coming. Yeah, it's been done. Everyone talks yep. about it. Everyone knows about it. But Shag, Shag is is kind of like an under-the-radar, it really is. I remember when it came out. Yeah, I watched it, you know, with my besties in, like, late junior high, early high school. Like, that was, like, our slumber party go-to. And then I guess I just didn't watch it. I just didn't know anybody else who knew it. You know, it wasn't, like, a mainstream type deal. So um, it wasn't, like, a Mystic Pizza or something like that. You know, it was – so nobody ever talked about it. And then um, a couple years ago, I was at a bachelorette party – it was a small one, um, and we were looking for movies to watch, and I don't know who mentioned it, and I was like, ah! and it was the same type of thing for them, though. It was like their go-to movie back in the day. Really? And so we all knew the songs. We all knew the lines. Like, it was very, and so, you know, it was a very um, love bug moment. Because this movie did bomb when it came out. It was a bomb. Like, Yeah, I don't right. know anyone yeah. who, I don't know how we found it back in the day. Yeah, but um, I'm sure it was... you didn't see it in the theater, right? It, mm-hmm. it, this was a this was a video rental. Yeah, this was a video rental. I think that um, it was a big VHS 
I think that one of the girls, we used to have slumber parties a lot, like every weekend. And um, so I think one of the girls owned it. And that, so every weekend we're like, let's watch Shaq. And I think, I think uh, personally, I haven't seen it since it came out on VHS. I remember renting it, not, maybe not renting it, maybe watching it on on cable. Yeah. Yeah, There was no action. There was no exploding. There was no ghosts. There were no It doesn't look like it's going to be good, honestly. And you look at the cover and you're like, (laughs) I don't know. At the time, I was a huge fan of, of everybody in the movie and we'll kind of run down the cast a little bit. Great cast. uh, but yeah, Bridget Fonda, obviously Phoebe Cates. This is one of the last movies she she was kind of starting to wrap up her career a little bit. She stopped she stopped making movies in 1994, um, oh, wow. full time. And but this is you know this is obviously she did this before Gremlins two, um, kind of a big deal. And yeah, Scott Coffee you mentioned. I mean, I we love him from some kind of wonderful, but he was also in. A lot. He's been in a ton of stuff. Um, he's great in Tank Girl. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Annabeth Gish, obviously, we mentioned. And we have an upcoming interview in two weeks. <laughs> two weeks, folks. It's a great interview. It is really a great I mean, we say that with a lot of interviews, but it's really All good. All your interviews are great. Um, I then, loved it. it she's, she's fantastic. Well, well, we'll get to that in two weeks. Uh, Paige, well, I want to get back. To, I want to come back to Paige Hannah for a second. Uh, Robert Russler plays Buzz. Robert Russler, obviously from Weird Science, a name, Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two. So I would get how I'm always confused with Nick Corey, aka mm-hmm. Jesu mm-hmm. Garcia, because Nick Corey was in uh, the first Nightmare on Elm Street, and like these guys look the same. They Similar. They really do. They really do. Clooney I mean, too. all three of those best guys. Way mm-hmm. possible. Yes. But uh, but Robert was in Thrashing. Tommy Hook. I mean, it's an iconic role as one of the the, the, the leader of the bad the bad boy, um, bad bad you know, boy. skate gang, bad Josh bad Brolin's bad boy. nemesis <laughs> nemesis. Um, Jimmy Valentine is played by mm-hmm. Jeff Yeager. Yeah, is he's he been actually in a bunch of stuff, bunch of stuff. Is uh, he in V? You know, the, the TV show V. Was that him? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah. in V. Yeah, yeah, good call, good call. Um, but then I'm going to go back, come back to Paige Hannah who I didn't know this until we started watching it, that she was related to Daryl Hannah. Yeah. She's Daryl Hannah's sister. Daryl uh, sister. I recognized her from my favorite creep show, two segment, The Raft. <laughs> she plays wow. the, the uh, for those who haven't seen Creep Show 2 or who have never read The Skeleton Crew, Stephen King's collection of short stories, which I think, in my opinion, is the best collection of short stories that he's ever done the raft is about uh, these these dudes and these these two guys these two girls that go out to a lake go on the raft and there's this black thing floating in the water and it comes towards them and one by one it starts taking them into the water it's like a man-eating blob Mm -hmm. she she, Mm -hmm. she's one of the victims Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and I she and Jeff Yeager that. have both been on Murder She Wrote. That's yeah, right. she's in a pivotal, pivotal Murder She Wrote. Yeah, for those that don't know, Dustin watched. and Aaron both champion Murder She Wrote as much as I champion Miami Vice. 
Yeah. I champion Miami Vice, too. Come on now. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't champion Miami Vice? But you champion these shows for different reasons, right? Because Miami Vice, it's like, that's a cool show. I mean, yeah. J.B. Fletcher, it's... Aaron and I have discussed this. Like, J.B. is very... Angela Lansbury, she's the nosiest character on television, right? She's She's amazing. She's just so... She's doing everything for free. You know, she she medals. She, you know, Eating she really is. Sometimes she'll wear a pussy bow and pearls together. And yep. she pulls it Think off. Think about that. Think about that. I mean, it's, um, she's amazing. She figures shit out. I mean, she pays attention to everything. She's seen, she sees somebody, she sees dead bodies every week. Every week. You know, every it's day. like. Every day. Every day. Some of them are her people she knows. Yeah. And, you know, but. She's gonna I mean, have a lot of PTSD. It's, it's, from it's that. a lot. It's a lot, and she, every week she still figures out how to help people and 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 solve those crimes. That's a lot she's, of trauma. Yeah. She and she's an herself. awesome single lady. She's a widow. Yep. She doesn't drive. Um, she's on a bicycle a lot of the time, so she'll just kind of bicycle ring, her ring. way up to the murder scene. She's like, "Hey, sheriff, what's happening?" But that's a good opportunity for yeah. people to have conversations about what's happening in the case. Yeah. It is. Because she is. has to get a it's, ride somewhere. It's the perfect time. Yep. She was taking Lyft before it was a thing. Yep. Miami would, Vice, would... too. I mean, that's <laughs> Dustin, a, a lot of good modes of transportation in Miami Vice. Also, oh, usually, are, usually a fucking awesome boat or an awesome car. I mean, But one of our first whole... phone conversations, Dustin called, and I was real excited because I had caught the pilot. That's right. You were watching the marathon. It was like we, we were Vice just marathon. like just yeah, starting that. today, like just barely. So like he called and I was all nervous. Like, oh, hi. Ah, hi. Boy calling me that I like. Um, he's like, I was like I'm what like, you doing? I'm watching Miami Vice. And I was like, oh, should I have said that? I don't know. Like, but I was real excited about it. <laughs> it was it was amazing. You, know, you, you don't meet? get to see pilots very often. How'd, you know, how'd like. How did you guys meet? No, you don't get to see pilots. Well, I mean, now it's like you see that you saw them back in the day when they no, were that's, on, but that's like right. to see that's the right. the origin stories of these things, like Even, to see yes, Tubbs and Crockett meet. It's like wow. So we're not ex- ignoring you, Zach. We're just no, very, no, no. Uh, we met at work. Impa- yeah, we're, <laughs> we're very hey. passionate about this. I was like, Sorry. "Who's that tall yeah. drink of water?" We we met actually at the water cooler. Um, Aaron had pink shoes on, and I hot said, pink. those are amazing. Hot pink. Like hot, hot pink sneakers. Wow. Yeah. I said, those are amazing shoes. I was like, thanks. Gotta go. But I probably said it like this. I was like, oh, those are amazing shoes, ma'am. I was like, thanks, guy. I'm sure I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> no, you <weren't>. Skittered away. <laughs> Cute boy talk to me. <laughs> And he'd like come over to my cubicle and be like, "Can I use your stapler?" He'd use the the, the printer by my desk, so he'd come. Yeah, over I was and I was going out of my way. I was going out of my way. I was the, the printer was not near me at all, and I would print to that printer, and I'd be like, "Can I borrow your stapler?" And Aaron inexplicably <laughs> had three different kinds of staplers. Like, Do you you got to be ready. The, you got to yeah. be ready. You don't know when you a cute boy is going to need something needs. stapled. Yeah, that's right. So you know. So yeah. If if I can give one piece That's... of advice to ladies out there, just have the staplers ready. <laughs> you don't know. It's good advice. It's good advice. And brush up on Murder, She Wrote. I mean, that's and... for everybody. That's. I mean, we I mean... just saw an episode where they took clips from an, a movie 
and repurposed them as though they were flashbacks in a murder case in the episode and had the people on the episode to be Ooh, the characters that they were in the movie. Nobody does that. Cool. Nobody does that. Yeah, it's crazy. There, there's this... Uh, this is the last it thing. It was real there's cool. A, there's this I movie mean, from... It's Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> it was from the 40s. It was called Strange Bargain, and it was, it was just about a guy whose boss wants to kill himself but then has to make it look like a murder so he gets the insurance. And so... For his family. No. For his family. And it's and Harry Morgan from MASH is in it and, um, and uh, some other folks that are escaping me right now. But anyway, yeah. So they, so they just kind of repurpose this whole episode around this story and this movie and they're flashing back to scenes from the movie and they're, they're rewriting the ending and they have the original people. It's so... It's, it, it, was, cool. it was really cool. Sounds great. Really, grand, really groundbreaking. I mean, it doesn't sound like Miami yeah. Vice, but no. But I will say, when we do Vice or Murder, it's going to be a lot of fun. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For sure. So look, look forward to that on Patreon. <clears throat> yeah, start watching Miami Vice too. Again, um, great, so good. Shag. It doesn't surprise me that it didn't do well because I think also. Hollywood in general is such a sexist uh, industry, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. where they're like, oh, no one's going to want to see a coming of age girl movie. And, but everybody and, wants to see Bridget Fonda in a bikini. <laughs> that was the big selling point. I remember in the trailer, too. <laughs> Milena. Um, but the, the, I mean, I love this movie. I love it, too. It's so sweet. It's so fun. The music's great. Everybody in it is so good. Like, I, I feel like the. The friendships feel really sincere. Yes, they do. And again, like I'm talking like all of this probably is like coming from my like 13 year old self being like, oh, my God, they're best friends. Um, But but even rewatching it, it didn't feel I was trying to watch it from a a, a new perspective, from a um, an adulty perspective, an adulty perspective from a. I've seen a gajillion movies at this point in my old lady life and looking at it with those eyes. And I still felt like it was very sincere. I felt like the relationships were sincere. I felt like the characters were, you know, true to themselves throughout. And, you know, it just, it, and, you know, they're certainly stereotypical characters, but um, they're just done so well. I do. I there were stereotypical characters, but I think also there's characters that surprised you, where you went, "Oh," because obviously uh, Annabeth is not. Cool. It's like an it's an it's, it's an ensemble film. Everybody has their arc, but uh, and we talked to Annabeth about that in the, in our interview with her that she's really the one that goes through the biggest transformation um, emotionally through this film and yeah. deals with some issues I think that are very relevant today. And her, her, the, I w- I don't want to call her boyfriend, but the guy that you know, the guy who's guys into her, Chip, 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 uh, played Chip. by Scott Coffee. Oh, they're Ooh. so cute together. So cute, but they're just like, like, I just knew him from some kind of wonderful originally. I know he's been in a, a bunch of other things too, but uh, he's got he also has a great arc where you just don't expect his character to be mm-hmm. the one. Kind of be the romantic, True. cool guy, you know. You figure it's going to be Robert Russeller, who's right. Has, he doesn't Buzz. really change a whole lot, you know. Buzz Kavanaugh. Buzz. Buzz. He's a sweet potato. He's a sweet potato. 
Yeah, it's like and they – and they and you get to see different sides of the characters, which I like too. So even if they're stereotypical, you know, like even if, um, you know, Malena is, you know, the bombshell, yeah, you get to see the other side of her. You get to see like the, the real person behind it of like, I'm not going to college. I'm not marrying up. Like I need – like I, I'm, I've got to work with my looks. Like you see her like even though it's just like a tiny scene, you still get the real person side of her character. And a yeah. lot of sympathy like. for her, too. Yeah. Knowing those kind of people in our lives that we've known or we've heard of that rely on thinking that their looks are the only thing that's going to get them ahead in life. That's really sad. It's really sad. But she's also a smarty at the end because she's like, it's not Jimmy Valentine. It's his manager. Mm-hmm. Like, she's <laughs> right? also got a little business smarts in there. She yeah, knows. Sure does. She knows. <laughs> Would you say that uh, Luann, played by Paige Hanna, is probably the most uh, cliche of the bunch? Probably. But, the cliche um, nerd, goody-goody. But it's also a side that I think a lot of people, you know, like each one of them I think has something that you relate to in some way too, which I liked. Um, yeah. You know, I think that Annabeth's character Pudge is probably – the most like everyday girl kind of one that you relate to, you know, but, um, you know, Luann is kind of nerdy, but rich and comes from a very, you know, high esteem family. She's a Senator's daughter, like, um, which isn't necessarily relatable to everybody, but her nervousness about like, Oh, I don't want my parents to find out about this or don't sit on the furniture. Or like, you know, there are little things that she does that you're like, Oh, I can totally relate to that though. Or, yeah. Um, but yeah, her character, I think, has the least arc. Least yeah. That was not grammatically correct, and I apologize. Please cut that. If you guys could edit that out, that would yeah, be great. Yeah, we'll, we'll edit out your your not your least Thank grammatically you. correct line. Right. But it's, only, it's embarrassing, um, quite frankly. And but only I apologize. I, I did want to, for our audience, and because and, we were talking about that maybe people are not familiar with this movie. I feel like Probably uh, no we one. should... <laughs> We should give a, a little synopsis. So, Aaron, if you could just just kind of summarize it for us in you know in the most uh, succinct way. Sure. Um, <laughs> there are four besties, uh, girlfriends, four best girlfriends, and one of them is about to get married. Carson is about to marry Harley. And That's Phoebe Cates, right? Phoebe, Phoebe Cates, Cates is Carson. Is Carson adorable? And. Like so you. she's <laughs> good husband. Oh, you too. <laughs> this is, I mean, <laughs> we're just going to use this as our as our opportunity to to show affection to each other, Zach. Because we, yeah, because we can only do it when we're on a podcast. That's and thing. being in separate. That's the rooms. weird part about us. Yeah, yeah. for everyone <laughs> That's listening, right. That's right. Dustin and Aaron yeah. are in separate rooms right now. It's oh. the first time we've been apart in thirteen months. <laughs> yes, you need you know you need to be in separate <laughs> rooms to get the best sound quality. We don't want bleeding. Uh, sorry, but I... I uh, yes. You. So Carson is about to get married, and this is kind of their last hurrah. So they, her friends tell her that they're going to go see Fort Sumter. And so she gets in the car, and they're like, oh, my God, okay. And then, like, they miss their turn. She's like, but... They miss their turn. They miss turn. their turn yeah. to Fort Sumter, and they're like, we're going to Myrtle Beach. So um, it's during the, the, I think, the Sun Fun Festival is happening there. It's like... You know, summertime, Myrtle Beach, shit is happening. It is super crowded. It's like classic beach vacation. Um, 
So Luann, one of the girls, her family has a house there, like a summer house. So they go stay there and um, I guess dancing and um, love and amusement and um, bonding ensues. And some bullies. They, they some bullies, some, yes. There's some, some local girls. bullies. There's always bullies. Local There's bullies. Always, yeah, bullies. Played by, um, 80s movies. Leilani Sorrell. Amazing. was married to Miguel Ferrer. So oh. she's Leilani Sorrell Ferrer. That is a um, mouthful. Yes, it is. And she was in um, Basic Instinct. Huh. She had a big role in that. And in The Harvest with her husband at the time, Miguel Ferrer. Oh. Very underrated film. George Clooney's in drag in that one, by the way. And she's the dark-haired one or the blonde? The blonde. Mm. The one who, you know, goes up. We're having the most fun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) How many times do you think we've mentioned Miguel Ferrer on this show? Like a lot, right? I feel like he comes up a lot. Like he just, he's just like, uh, he's a quick throwaway every time. We're just like, Miguel Ferrer, great actor. And then, but it's it's always organic, but it's. Well, this is turning into a six degrees of Miguel Ferrer. Because he kind of knows everybody. Uh, did know everybody rest in peace yeah um, was related to everybody related to everybody and <laughs> has, has has been in has starred alongside some of the biggest top name actors in Hollywood uh, in the 80s and 90s but you know was yeah. he was not in check was he in X-Files he was not in X-Files what did I no he was on Miami Vice though oh, he was yeah. probably in Murder yeah, yeah. She Wrote everyone was in Murder She Wrote my friend right? yeah side love, note uh, love and, and, that show for our future Patreon listeners, <laughs> uh, Dustin and I have been contemplating adding an additional show, Vice or Murder. Yes. They, did they star on Murder, She Wrote, Miami Vice, or Murder, She Wrote? That'll what if be, it's both? It could, well, it yeah, could be. Right. It could be. So, Aaron, you'll have to <laughs> I am all in. I will pay yeah. $300 a month for that. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I'll pay $300 to guest on it. Yeah. <laughs> I won't know the answer. I'll just say both for all of them, honestly. I think I, I was going to tag onto your synopsis too, just the oh, idea yeah. that uh, that it first of all the house in the beginning is the same house, like the interiors apparently are the same interiors at the summer home. That that's that's how you're tagging on to the synopsis. Copy I'm going to tag on to that <laughs> with a that's, very that's specific. A, I want to tag on with this really obscure um, thing you didn't mention, but. The house in the beginning that you didn't mention is is the same house in the end that you didn't mention. Yeah, that's a tag tag. It's a tag <laughs> I was trying to be succinct. I can certainly expand on everything, but I want to be like about the basically it's more. a girl's vacation. We yeah, but I was just I was going to add summer fun onto that. That you're right. That the 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 relationships. I feel like this could easily have been a coming of age boy story too in some way, easily you totally. Know? And I think that's what makes it work so well is that it's so. Uh, it doesn't feel uh, like you know, like you're alienating an audience per se. I think it's kind of open in that way. I feel like it is, but even though I will say the entire cast is like it's 99% white people, yeah, uh, which is a little you know, but Myrtle not Beach, not surprising. Myrtle Beach in not the surprising. 50s. I mean, yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. But no, I I, um, I think that your synopsis is pretty spot on. You know, and I think that they're a little older, too. It's like, you know, I feel like a lot of boy coming-of-age movies and coming-of-age in general is, you know, they're like early high school, you know, like 13, 14. These girls are probably 17, maybe. 
18 you know it seems like they're coming yeah pudge is the youngest right i think so um but it seems like they're all kind of graduating or getting married you know like it's kind of that time which i think in what was it late 50s early 60s whenever it took place 63 that was you know like a, a bigger changing point for them for girls for women young women uh you know different from when i was 17 you know i didn't have to decide if i wanted to marry somebody or you know it's like um so i think that the decisions that these characters were making at that point in their lives were huge um so it did have the same kind of effect of you know like a 13 or 14 year old kid finding their you know sexuality or um you know whatever in the coming of age films like who are who am i you know, it's like, even though these characters are a little older, it's still that thing. Like, what am I going to do with my life now? Like, this is, we're done with school. You know, and there's also this, like, tenderness to it in the sense that, like, you know, we all went through it when we graduated high school and everybody does their own thing. Then, like, are we all staying in town? Or, like, you know, it's like, these are the only people you know. These are your best friends. And it's like... All summer, yeah, totally. I was like waterworks. I was like, <laughs> every time everybody went, someone went to a different school. I was like, bye, yeah. bye, never going to see you again. Like, we're very sensitive people. Yeah, well, my high school really, class really had never point. been closer. Hmm? I was saying my, my high school class had never been closer than that that month before graduation. Right? You know, and then it's when we did graduate, feels. it was like that summer was like, we need to spend all this time together. Like, we really didn't even hang out these last four years, guys. You know, all of us. Like, you know, there's like 20, 25 to 30 people going places at all times. You're like, this is kind of weird, but I understand. You're like clinging. You're, you're just holding scary. on to this. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah, it is. But it's scary. But it's yeah. scary to move away from home or not. You know, it's like, but yeah. So anyway, that's, I feel like there's a lot going on in the movie, like as far as that goes in their friendship also. I, I think also being in the sixties, it's such a different, it's such a different time than it is now. I don't know what 100%. it is now to be a, a teenager, obviously, but I mean, I, I hated the majority of my school. Uh, and I know that's a harsh word, but I really did. I just didn't connect with many people. And I remember at the end of the year, um, this, this, this uh, friend of mine, Maria Medina, She's like, we all Good need, she, she reminded me of a little bit of uh, the character in Three O'Clock High who says, you know, we need to bond. We need to bond, <laughs> right? I spoke to him. And so we, she wanted everyone to meet up at a park and we were going to smoke uh-huh. a ceremonial cigarette. Oh. And, and, and so I never smoked in my entire Bad life. Bad influence. Totally. Yeah. Oh, on many levels. Couldn't be weed? It had to be a cigarette? Well, Somehow weed seems less it, It's less kind offensive. of weed if you think about it because what she ended up doing was – so everyone's like passing around smoking this thing and it gets to me and I smoke it. And I'm like, this, this smells gross and I'm not getting any weird reaction. What is, what's in this? She goes, well, I pulled grass from around here and I around the park because it's – I think I feel like it's ceremonial. Oh uh-huh. God! So she rolled like, this weird grass thing. Did you think so that's what like, grass was? Like, <laughs> no, I th- I oh. think she very well knew. I think she thought she was doing some sort of like shaman, sweet, yeah, thing, yeah. thing yeah. You know? bringing you guys in yeah. contact with. Yeah, and I'm like the earth and sitting yeah. around with everybody going, I'm never going to see you guys anymore after this, and I'm kind of okay with that. I just think it's great that that story, because now you'll always remember that, you know, the, the time you smoked the grass from the park, as opposed to just her not doing anything. And then right. you don't remember. You would never remember her, probably. 
yeah, she showed back up in my life later on, oh, years boy. later. Oh, Let's hear boy. it. Very special oh, episode. There's yeah, more here's your special episode. So she, her boyfriend was one of my best friends. And, okay. Uh, in and high school? In, in high school. Okay. She lived with me for a month, two, two months because That's too long. Uh, okay. her, her, she was, she was in a very bad situation at home. Hmm. Allegedly, someone was being abusive to her, and so she needed. And it a it place was your best to friend. No, no, I think it was oh. like her mom. Her mom was being okay. Why would she? Why would she stay with you and not him? So he said, "Well, my mom won't allow it." And I said, "Well, I think my mom will let you do that." And she's like, "Are you sure?" That's Larry, so nice. You, you okay with this? And I and and I was like, "This is fine. We we do this for everybody." <laughs> my brother's friend stayed with us for like four months at one point, and we're like a halfway house for all our friends. And uh, and yeah, she stayed with me for for i i feel like it was probably more like a month um and you know she had a little uh scooter and i'd ride on the back <laughs> oh wow this is so school. cute and uh and and i kept checking in with larry i'm like are you cool with this dude because i don't if this is weird like yeah. let me know you know he's like no it's fine it's fine you know he's like as long as you're not sleeping with her i'm like no dude like, oh i didn't realize later. i wasn't supposed to sleep that with her comes. i'm sorry you didn't okay. say that oh well stop we'll stop okay we should stop okay. that i thought that was part of the package <laughs> right yeah. well she was kind of she was kind of i mean showering was, with the door open and like that kind of thing what yeah i think i forgot it, no. my towels Zach. i i don't think it never went too awkward there was I'm one cold. night where she's like Can are I? you still awake and i go no, no. No, I'm asleep. No. no. <laughs> Go to sleep, please. Because we share the same room, you know. Oh, I yeah. And uh, and nothing. I mean, I was more of a prude. I was the biggest prude in my whole group, you know. I really was. Yeah, I, yeah. I was just so super innocent. I'm just like, that I dated this Mormon girl for a minute, and she's like, oh, my gosh. Um, my Mark Fong, our good friend Mark Fong, he used to have a whiteboard at, in his house, and he wrote down all the comments that the girls I dated would say about me. Oh, my God. <laughs> we stayed up all night and talked, and that's all we did. It was so sweet. Yes. <laughs> Are there pictures of this whiteboard? What's that? Are there pictures of this whiteboard? Yeah, I like... have pictures of them. <gasps> yes. I, have pictures of them. Oh, I took pictures because one girl called me a leech because I was always hanging out at her house. and. Oh. No, I never made that's what you're water. supposed to do though i thought so too <laughs> that's not cool and uh yeah i was Leech. i was i was did your mormon myself. girlfriend think you were a prude like is that how goody goody i think you so because she ended up dating some like scumbag guy after me uh, and uh i was like isn't she, this what you're supposed to do with mormons like be super civil with them and i don't know yeah so, and, she, and just people in general just be nice yeah well right? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So flash forward, nothing bag. happened with Maria, and then my obviously Larry and her broke up after high school, like obviously, you know? and uh, and he's now with a very lovely woman he's been with for many many years. But um, did she? Ever she's live not with listening, you? so you can okay. Oh, Tracy is yeah yeah, and Larry and I were in a band together. He's one of my closest high school friends, and but Maria shows up at my place in Santa Monica, uh, in two thousand seven. Oh, wow. Out of the blue. Hi, Maria. She found me. Wow. And she said, hey, you know, I'm in town. Is it cool if, like, I stay with you for a couple nights? Mm. And go, sure. And she goes, I'm bringing my boyfriend, too. Is that cool? Whose name is Zach. Oh, oh. I think I know where we're going with this one. This one Does he look familiar. just like you? It kind of did. <gasps> time. And she goes, oh, Zach gets, so we, she lands. She's like, oh, we had a big fight. Zach's hanging out with his friend. I'm like. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's Likely. Right. So we end up going back to my place after we hang out at the beach or whatever. I'm taking her to Venice, downtown Santa Monica, go back to my place. And her boyfriend shows up. And she's like, do you mind if he and I talk in your room for a little bit? Oh, my God. Ew. I can hear them arguing in my room. Oh, my God. No. Then no. the girl I'm dating at the time it's like, who the comes fuck over are these that people? night. She goes out. Maria goes out with her boyfriend, Zach. Comes back with some random guy who starts, like, saying the most sexist things yeah. to the girl I'm dating at the time. Yeah. And I go, dude, what are you doing? You, you need to get out of my house. Yeah. He goes, yeah. I'm not leaving your house. And I go, you're not leaving my house? He goes, you make me leave. Oh, my God. And I look at Maria yeah. and I go, what? what did you bring into my right, house? Right, right. I'm like, can you just get them both out of here now? Yeah, really. Everyone's screaming at me, oh yelling. My gosh. I'm gonna kill you. I'm what? like, what? What is this? Where is this coming from? Maria. I'm like, Maria, I don't need to ever see you again. Goodbye. Beat it. Beat it. Yes. This is a very special episode. Oh yeah. my gosh. This is insane. She writes me wow. a letter about a month later. She's living in New York. I'm reaching out to all the people that I've wronged in my life. Oh. Recovery Total step, yep. yeah. yeah. And I said, good for you know, her. I don't need anything her. to recover from you. She yeah. goes, I would really appreciate it if you respond to me. I'm like, well, I would really appreciate it if I never hear from you again. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bye bye, bye, bye. Yeah, good the for moment, her though. I'm yeah. glad she. I'm glad yeah. she because obviously she was making some questionable choices. Yes. I, so I'm glad she's, or at least was, on the road to recovery. Me too. Good luck, Maria. Maria, if you're listening to this, just... We wish you the best. Do not contact, contact Zach. Show up. Yeah, right. Show up at Zach's house now. You're in trouble, lady. Um, and I know the so listeners can't horrible. see this, but I would... I just... Zach, your teeth are so white and lovely. <laughs> I don't know. It's really weird. <laughs> it's beautiful. They're, like, glowing. They I'm really so are. jealous. It makes me hate my teeth. I can't I want even your see teeth. mine. They're so... I can't so see them. They're so dark. Lovely. You know I my just had to point that out. Story, right? I do, and I it's <laughs> worth it. Well, thanks. Take out they all the They look great. They look great. I can't take my eyes off them. 
Not to be like Maria or anything, but like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not like, I'm going to come over to your house and look at your teeth or anything. Oh my God. I had, I had, a, I had a vision of you. That's what she would say. I had a vision of you all the time. Mm. Ah. Yeah. And that probably worked when she was a teenager. That was probably kind of cool. Yeah. She had a vision yeah. of you. That's I'm not cool. going to criticize anything about her, but was not yeah. interested in her at the, in the very least. Well, I mean, not my Larry would have yeah. been upset and your girlfriend yeah. would have been upset. And, you know, Larry was my boy. Like, I was, I, that was yeah. something I was very true to my word about. Like, never, never, you never do stuff that can affect a, a friendship. But I do feel like, coming back to Shag. Yeah. Perfect segue. Harley. Yes. You know, is supposed to marry Carson. Yes. Carson decides against it, and Luann ends up with Harley. So, which normally would be a friendship ender, but I think that it's probably okay in this situation. Everybody seemed to be happy at the so end. I got, a, I got a question about that because you brought up, that's and I really and I don't good... know if that's like if if they really get together, but it seems like they were having a moment. Luann and yeah. Harley. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Yeah, Harley. So. Harley being very straight laced and uptight, and Carson kind of falls for Buzz. Who's really a jerk? I mean, the, he throws a like a milkshake at their car or something in the beginning. Oh yeah, and a condom, I think. Yeah, yeah. Two different little... douchey, douchey instances. Moments, right? But he ends up being kind of a nice guy, you know. It's like he he's still a little grody, like kind of manipulative dude. But I, I I don't think he's wrong in the things that he brought out in Carson. I don't think she should end up with him because I don't think he respects her. But the the questions that he did pose to her about Harley and about what she wanted as a human, I think, were important things that she wasn't thinking about or wouldn't have faced if he hadn't come into her life. Am I giving him too much credit? <laughs> My question to you is this, because Carson ends up hooking up with Buzz, is engaged, not cool. Audience was probably like, that's not okay, you know. Which is probably She's why like, they had Luann, he and Luann get together at the end, so then it, everything seems okay. Like, it's yeah. it's okay that she gave Harley the brush off because he's happier with Luann anyway. They're but both from esteemed families. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you, like, but I, I think that that's just the double standard, like, flipping the script. Like, I don't think it's okay that she cheated on him. You know, like, either way. But I think that women are seen as slutty when they, you know, if in the same scenario in movies, it's like, what a slut. She cheated yeah. on her boyfriend. He, you know, a dude cheats on a girl and they're like, yeah, nice work, dude. That's you know, what I'm saying. Like, like that, yeah, that's what it's they It's a do. double standard for sure. Yeah. And it, that's, you know, yeah. sweeping generalization for sure that I just made. But Mm-mm. I think that's has been, and certainly in the 80s, definitely in 80s movies, like, Dudes were like, yeah, way to go. Yeah, Dustin, um, right? Wouldn't you say that mostly, if, if that ever happened, I can't cite specifics right now, but I'm sure there have been movies. But don't you don't they always portray it like, well, the guy had no choice but to leave the girl he was with. Yeah, I mean, normally it's it's set up very clearly, right? That I mean, they they do something quite early on to villainize the girl, so it makes you feel better about you know, whatever blow he's doing. And I think to the point of Shag, it's like Buzz is kind of like 
obnoxious and ridiculous. And then I feel like there's something that happens when you find out that he's going to law school that, like, is done intentionally to, like, soften your feelings towards him because you're like, oh, he's not just, like, a townie. Like, you know, it's almost like like their way of justifying that he's actually, like, value, he has value as a, as a person. You know, he's not just this, this loud mouth. Uh, guy who's just trying to trying to pick up Phoebe Cates. He's also like, you know, he's clearly intelligent because he's a lawyer and he's charming and he knows he's good with parents and he always says the right thing to say and he's not afraid of anything and he lives life the way he wants to. So. I think that too is partially so that you know it was it, because the audience knew it before Carson knew it. Yeah, you know, I, I think I think right. Chip told Pudge, "Oh no, he's going to Yale or going to Harvard or wherever he was going." Like. Um, so we knew it. She's still like, hey, Townie, I'm marrying into a prestigious tobacco family and I don't need you. You know, like you're a gross Townie. Quit trying to get me in the sack, as they say. Um, trying to try, you know, and then as viewers, we know, we're like, give him a chance. He's actually got a shit together. Um, yeah, good He point. still shouldn't be forcing you, but isn't he charming? Um, <laughs> not that he forced her. He didn't. But he was no, a little. No he, well, but he was a little manipulative about it. He kind of forced her a little bit. He was a little like. He was a little forceful. She yeah, wanted to though. You know, she wanted to though. Yeah. Also, it, <laughs> I don't feel like I don't feel like it was a rape scenario. No, 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 like no, a, no, 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 no. I don't. It was none of that. Like she was into it, but um, she was. He knew. But he pushed for it for sure. He knew what to say. Yeah, you know what you want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. He knew what to say. You knew what to say. Yeah. Yeah, it was – and certainly, like, that was one of the more uncomfortable parts of the movie, I think, in general. Because you knew it was wrong. You know, like, as a kid watching it, like, you knew she shouldn't be cheating on her boyfriend or her fiancé. Fiancé. Her yes, fiancé. Yes. yes. Um, even but, if he was conservative and stuffy. Even if she knew – like, and, and it was clear from the beginning, I think, that she just wasn't sure about it in general. She you know, I, th- I think I think from the be- yeah. very beginning, you know, when she's like getting her dress like fitted or whatever, it's like every time they mention Harley, she's like, oh. like, OK, yeah, I'm getting married. Like you can tell from the very beginning that it's like she's getting married because everybody expects her to marry into this wonderful family and this prestigious family. Yeah. And it's not necessarily what she wants to do, but she's not strong enough to voice that. So I, I feel yeah. like. It's not like she's all like, oh, my God, I'm so in love with my boyfriend. I'm like, oh, my God, who's this hot townie? I'm going for it. It's like there's doubt from the beginning. You know she's not 100% in her decision to marry this guy, that she's doing something that's expected of her as opposed to what she wants to do, which, again, I think for early 60s, this was like, and again, it didn't come out then, but like, and I think every girl kind of deals with that. This, like, expectation of what you should be doing as opposed to what you want to be doing. And, you know, what you should be doing as far as, like, being a good woman or a good wife. And these are the things that that you should be doing um, when you just want to go sleep around with a townie. I'm not (laughs) saying I I want to do that, Dustin. Right. But I think if you were were 17 or something, you know, then it would kind of be understood that, 
you know, and especially if I if was I a prude was, like Zach, if I was controlling, you know, because Harley's controlling. He's very he uh, call me. You know, what are you doing? I'll come yeah, get you. Yeah, why are you yeah. there? You can't be in Myrtle Beach. You're supposed to be at Fort Sumter. This is not in the plan. You, you know, this is crazy. Those girls don't have, you know, yeah, and so much so that he drives to Myrtle Beach to yeah. like collect her. You know, that's not a good relationship. He's not wrong though, because she's slutting around. Well, and it is 1963. <laughs> it is, yeah. and, and being 1963, I think it kind of, in a weird way, makes sense. Um, right. I, I think because there you is wouldn't like have a your level, lady running around. Yeah, with like right. expectations of women, like you said. Yeah. You know? yeah. But but you hit on a good point that I feel like all four of the main female characters in this have their uh, expectations changed by the mo- end of the movie. Hundred percent. All of them, you know, all of them reevaluate their lives to some degree. But it's it's a snapshot. But this takes place what over the course of the weekend, right? Yeah. So, and it, yeah, they're is like kind of a beautiful little glimpses, like little moments. But yeah, um, yeah I feel like the, the characters are also sincere and lovely. And I mean, Pudge, I can't even. She's the best. They I'm are. not just saying. I'm not just saying that because. <laughs> <laughs> you guys interviewed her. I'm saying that because, like, as we talked about, like, she is kind of the one that that kind of has the biggest through line and that you follow more so throughout. And she kind of weaves herself between the other characters, too, a lot. You know, like, she is yeah. involved in a lot of what's going on. You know, everybody kind of, like, has their own side stories that are happening. But, um, you know, she's just so relatable and real. Um you she's know, still like, actually she's kind of a real character for today's audience. Like Yeah, oh for sure. She, she deals with there's nothing um you know that feels dated with her character. You know, so her, her character's nickname is Pudge just for the the listeners again if they haven't seen the movie her nickname is Pudge but she's not her mother she's not like a fat has girl. she's <laughs> Pudge is fat, dear. Um <laughs> so her nickname is Pudge. Everybody calls her Pudge. Um, so she has this in her head that she is, you know, kind of unattractive. And, you know, like, I think her, her mom has her on a, a diet. You learn that in the car. Yeah. She's like, take your Metricale, dear. She's throwing it out of the car. Like, <laughs> this is disgusting. Like, shake, these diet shakes. Um, and so her family, even her mother, it has this pressure on her that she needs to look a certain way or be a certain way. Um, be a certain weight, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, a hundred years later, not a hundred, but I'm prone to hyperbole. Um, you know, decades later, we're still feeling this. Yeah. It's like, that's still a concern. That's still something totally. all of us deal with. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, I know that there are pressures on guys as well, but definitely for women and young girls and being 17 and wanting to date boys and wanting boys to be interested in you and, it's like everybody relates to Pudge in that way. Everybody's like, you know, unless you're the Milena, unless you're the hot girl that like everybody's like, oh, she's the hot girl. But they all thought she was slutty and she wasn't. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, so it's like these other expectations, like that's her side of it. And we all had those friends too that like were super hot that all the boys were interested in that weren't what the guys thought, you know, like just, you know, because they're hot doesn't mean they're slutty. Like there's all these like expectations put on young girls 
and teenagers for sure as we're getting older and you know and you want the boyfriend but you don't want him to think that you're this you know it's like there's all these things that you're fighting with and all of those were coming out in the different characters you know I think that for me Pudge was the most relatable uh just in the sense that I was that girl that like you know guys like to be friend with and like hang around with which you know in general I was happy about because I was like, well, at least they like who I am. <laughs> but, you know, it's like there's always that thing like, oh, yeah, I've never kissed a boy. Or like, I just, you know, you want to be the one that you want to be the Milena. But um, you're also a lot of fun to be around. And, like, you know, it's like there's all these things that you're fighting with. And, and I think Pudge is like has this idea of who she is because of what her mother has told her. Because of, you know, mm-hmm. where she, she falls in things. And, and she's delightful. And beautiful and funny and hilarious and talented. And, you know, she's all of these things that she doesn't see, you know, that, that Chip kind of helps bring out as they go. Um, dancing, obviously, is a, dancing. Is a big, big oh through God. line for them. What does Chip say to her that kind of like is along those lines, right, where he's like, I I feel so comfortable with you because you're like, like what what is it that kind of breaks right, there's, your heart? Yeah, it's like, it was something like that. Like, well, you're not like a girl. You're not like other girls or something like that. There's this line where they're, you know, kind of having this heart-to-heart moment doing this this magazine quiz of, like, how experienced are you? And, you know, the whole time she's with Chip, she feels like it's, like, he likes her. And then it's like, oh, but you're, you know, cool to be around kind of thing. I don't remember the exact line, but it's, like, that sentiment of, like... I can be you're myself easy, you're, around you. Yes, yeah. I can be... You're not like yeah. other girls. And it's like, oh, yeah. but I want to be like other girls. Um, yeah. I but really, but some... really, that's the the thing that makes their relationship, you know, in the end, that that is a relationship. He doesn't, you know, it's like they, they both take a moment to, to realize that that's what it is, that that closeness and that comfort is what makes them work together. But well, that's what um, makes a real relationship when she's totally. Like, yeah. Yeah. But you know, when you're 17, it's like hmm, I want when you to he's just make out with too. me. Oh, he's totally. Too. Like he says, he's adorably like, awkward, and you know yeah. any good elephant jokes? And she's like, "Was that a remark?" And he goes, "What do you mean <laughs> something?" And she's like, yeah, "Is that a remark about my weight?" And he's like, oh, about wait, my weight. "Wait, wait, I love that." Yeah, yeah. It's a really smart, smart line. So smart. Um, you know this this the fact that the fact that this movie was directed by a woman is pretty awesome too, and. Yes, I, I, well, I think too, you know, Zach, to your point, right? So the movie's directed by a woman named Zelda Baron, who obviously is a woman, but also she's a British woman. So yeah. to capture what life was like in the 60s in South Carolina, to me, is like amazing. And also, prior to this, she was really just known for like directing Culture Club videos and like, you know, Boy George mini documentaries and things like that. So, and that's kind of all she did. So I don't know what happened because really I feel like this should have probably, you know, launched her career into other places. But, um, you know, for all the aforementioned reasons about Hollywood and not opening as strong as it did, um, you know, the other thing too is you've got these 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 three writers and clearly one of them was a woman because the the dialogue is... Uh, really, really captures, and Aaron, you can certainly speak to this, the 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 female point of view of growing up, um, 
you know, in that time and, and all the things you just described a moment ago that, you know, probably could not just be conveyed via, via two dudes, via two, two middle-aged white men, you know, writing this solo, um, you know, they did have the third perspective of a, of a woman named Robin Swicord, who, um, who sort of helped write, write the screenplay and, um, and is also known for like Little Women and, and, uh, and, and still a very prolific writer to this day. But so I, you know, I think, I think you, you, it is one of those movies where you're like, oh, this is not just like dude centric writing. This isn't dudes writing the voices of, right. of women badly. Right. And I don't think, you know, it's weird to look at it now, like with this perspective, like when I was 13 and watching it with my besties, you know, every weekend it was, a fun movie that we loved. We loved the music. We loved the dancing. We loved the girls. Like we loved their relationships. It was like you related to them, but we we wasn't like, oh, let's watch a, a a movie about girls coming of age, or let's you know that wasn't a conscious thing. It was like we'd come across the movie. We loved it. It was fun. Right. It was sweet. We loved you know, and I think there was something too about the the sixties of it that was really appealing to us. You know, the music was fun, and you know all their phrases like. She thought she was the bee's knees. You know, this is the most fun. Like, they all have all these, like, phrases and things in the clothes. Like, it was fun to watch for us. And I don't think, like, until talking to you guys about it as an adult, even when watching it at the bachelorette party, like, it was still just, like, this fun nostalgia that you guys always talk about with the movies that, that you talk about on other episodes. It's like, it's like you love it because of what it reminds you of. And, like, you know, it brings me back to my besties at that point in my life, which are like, you know, so important and like who I still, you know, talk to and, and love and like, um, but at that point in your life, it's like the most important thing ever. And yeah. um, I never, until talking to you guys about it, thought about it from this like bigger perspective of like, maybe that's why we liked it because it was actually about women. It was actually about something that we could relate to. And these were relationships that we related to. Like we, knew people like this and this is how we talked to each other and this is how we supported each other and this is how we and not that it's that much different from like a the relationships in like stand by me or you know wonder years like all these other shows that were about boys it's the same thing but to see it as girls to see girls doing it and to have it not be and it wasn't like you know like there are always movies like like little women or sister of the traveling pants or whatever like there's some sort of like where those feel like girl movies and this felt like a girl movie but it was like we didn't find it because it was a girl movie well there's not we just found it there's not many movies like this for women i think at that time i think specifically like steel magnolias or terms of endearment which are like but they're like generational yeah Mm -hmm. women-centric films this is more and like you said stand by heavy. me or i think about um i don't know coupe de ville which is another mm-hmm. kind of coming of age road trip yeah. movie uh or you know there's Again, these other... are all good relationships yeah yeah but for it to be like they're amongst the peers and that's it like it doesn't have to be they're they, typically i i think they're right. So often there's like the mother figure in there who has mm-hmm. the sage advice, you know, mm-hmm. which is fine. I'm not knocking it. It's just, I think that's more prevalent. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I also, think we're we're overlooking one key movie though, Zach, and that is the, your wife's favorite movie. Oh, girls just want to have, have fun. That is absolutely a coming of age. Hundred. And I, you know, yeah. I think we girls should actually friendship. cover that down the road yeah. because it, it is it, it, you can easily put that in the same category. Totally. There's dancing. There's boys. There's cute hair. <laughs> there's there's fun clothes. There's yeah, I mean, friendship. Yes. Really though, this is it's what cute. girls like. Yeah. yeah, women like yeah. dancing and boys and friendship. Yeah, but you know it's so it's weird. True, like I think about I think about my wife Kristen and and you at that time watching this, and it makes it kind of brings me joy just knowing like there should be there should have been more of this for you, you know. It just in the, and I don't mean that in like a oh woe is me kind of thing. I think more of just like. No, there needs to be more equality back then. Yeah. yeah. You know, Dustin and I run down all those movies that we love that are kind of coming of age-esque films. And and, and then and you're like, yeah, well, we got, we got Shag and we got Girls Just Want to Have Fun. <laughs> and no one knew yeah. about Shag. And, <laughs> no and one else was watching it. Sometimes. Yeah. Dirty yeah, Dancing sometimes. Really. Dirty Dancing for sure. Dirty Dancing sometimes. Like it was... But, you know, that was such a hammered home, like, but this is a Patrick Swayze movie, which I've got no problem with at all, you know? Yeah. No, it was, Yeah. Right, it was more focused on him, like as far as the selling points. Yeah, yeah. It's really like baby's movie. the protagonist, but she's not. You know, it isn't really. It, I mean, it's about her growing up, but it's not. Yeah. Again, there's dancing. And there's dancing. And cute boys. And there's dancing. Cute boys, but cute but boys you're saying, and dancing. Dancing. Friendship. <laughs> nervousness. Um, you say about the music too. You know, the, like obviously, we've talked about in previous episodes how um, so often the fifties and sixties were, were hammered home in eighties movies because the mm-hmm. people making the movies grew up during that time. Right. So obviously they're now that's why we have so much of an eighties influence on totally. mm-hmm. finally mm-hmm. our generation's making shit. Um, but, but, but the music is so timely and uh, I, I didn't know this until kind of researching, but, but when the DVD of this, well, the, I guess when the VHS came out, they didn't have the license. They didn't have the licensing for this for a lot of the music, so they had to change a bunch of it. And obviously, on our show, we're always hammering home like yeah. how pissed off mm-hmm. we are that we don't get the authentic original version. Um, that that changed on DVD, and then they re-released it on DVD. And then I would like to have seen like the the theater release because that was the one that was different, right? Because the the yes. ones that we watched were the same as what I grew up watching on VHS, so. Yes. It'd be interesting and to see what the other songs were. I'd probably be like, that's not right. Well, I'm pretty sure the Blu-ray has all the original stuff on it now. Do you have um, that? Which I, which I now own. It's hard to get. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> I do. I do. You own what every... You must have a warehouse. Stuff. I feel like you must have a warehouse where... that's where? just The warehouse. Full of Blu-rays. Bodie's bed is just made out of DVD shells and like... <laughs> You, you know how in um, Foul Play, in Foul Play, how Dudley Moore has the, what's that bed called? The fir, uh, the, the the Murphy bed? Murphy bed. That pulls mm-hmm. out of the, yeah, yeah. And you open it's that just and it's all just Blu-rays in the Blu-rays. Because what's a wall for anyways? What's the inside of it for? Um, but I was going to say, you know, we, we focus on, uh, we had to focus on one song specifically. And Dustin and I were kind of going back and forth. Well, what should we cover? You know, because I love. Harlem Shuffle. I personally love that song, and they're not the Rolling Stones version for everybody wondering. Um, but when we had Annabeth on, it's really cool when she talks in the interview about the movie she did in the '80s because she associates one song with each movie. 
Oh, fine. And obviously with this one, she associates Stagger Lee. Stagger Lee. Lee's got to be the song. Oh, that's the song she dances. She and she and Chip dance at the they big do the shag. 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 Yeah. They do the shag. The shag contest. It's like we've we've kind of danced around. Danced around. We've danced around. Pun intended. The title of the movie, which is Shag, that they do the shag. At is it called the Shag Fest? The Shag Off? The Shag? It's shag? a dance contest. It's the. It's but it, it but it's a specific shag, shag. It is the shag. It's yeah, shag it's a contest. shag contest. And yeah, yes, and, and like Pudge, all she wants to do is dance. You know, from the very beginning, she's like, oh, I just yeah. love dancing. I want to dance. I want to dance. I want to dance. And, like, you know, she and Chip dance together. And then they it's, like, a part of their – yeah, it's, yeah. like, part of the whole whole storyline is getting to this shag contest. Um, Did you ever do, do the shag, dance the shag? No, but we – it was certainly, like, you wanted to have a dance like that. You know, we didn't really have that in the – the 80s of something that we were like, oh, let's learn that dance. I know. Um, I but we all kind of too. wanted that. I and there were other movies too. that we watched a lot, too. Like, it wasn't like we only watched Shag because we were girls and we had to watch the girl movie. Um, we watched, you know, lots of horror movies and, and silly movies and mystery. Like, we watched a lot of movies. But Shag was just the one that was, like, the go-to. Like, if we didn't know what else to watch. And just because we, we watched it a lot. The dancing is is so... It's such a it's such a beautiful build up at the end, uh, and again culminates with Annabeth. She's the one mm-hmm. that gets to show off, you know. And it's yeah, I love it. It, it I, I I was smiling so hard when we watched that part because it was just like yeah, come on Go now, forward. this Punch is what you want to together. See. Yeah, because it you. Two minutes earlier, she's in the bathtub or whatever with Chip, and he's just like, you're one of the guys, you know? And then he realizes mm-hmm. what he did. Mm-hmm. He didn't mean it that way, right? Yeah. And we yeah. always, we, and as dudes, we do that. We, we say shit that we didn't mean or didn't come out the right way. And she gives it to him, too. Like, she tries to play hard to get, and she plays a little too hard to get. And it's kind of she mean does. to him. Because Melena's like, you act like you don't need him. And she goes a little over the top, you know, like, I wouldn't shag with you for the last free man. You know, like, <laughs> and he's like, oh, but I thought we were. Yeah. You know, and then he <laughs> is like, wah, wah. yeah, and then he yeah. has to, like, figure out how to get her back. And, but, and he does with Stagger Lee. Which, have you guys stagger. ever actually dug deep into the lyrics of Stagger Lee? We just did, because I was like, what we the did. heck are they saying in that song? Yeah. Like, I. Because yeah, it's a horrible song. Like, the, the, it's a I can mumble the story. entire Thing you know, I've heard it so many times. Yeah, it's very repetitive. It, it is uh, short. Yeah, I, I actually I love the song, but I'm saying the the message but, is horrible. Yes, now knowing, but like well, yeah. the fact that no. I listened to it hundreds of times and never knew what they were saying or talking about, which isn't unusual for Stagley, me, quite honestly. No. Yeah. I'm like, what? But you know. You just kind of like dance along with it, and you know every note yeah. that's coming, and ba-da, ba-da, yeah. ba-da, and like what they're doing. It's like, how did I not ever care enough to look it up until recently? And it's like, oh wow! So please, it's about a guy dance, who yeah. kills another guy. Well, they, you know, they they have a dispute, and he comes shows up at a bar and shoots him and kills him, and slip <laughs> at the end. It's like, go Stagger Lee, go go. St- <laughs> But it's like the happiest yeah. song. The song's all like upbeat and it's got some horns and it's like hey, it's and it's super happy. 
But it's it's a true story. I mean, it's 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 ingrained in St. Louis uh, folklore, basically. Yes. This 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 pimp, this this pimp with many names, Lee Shelton, right? Staggerly, Stackerly, Staggerly, Staggerly. They call him so many different things. Um, but it's so interesting that like that this th- this conf- confrontation between Staggerly and Billy Lyons was so infamous in whatever 1895 or whatever it was that everybody wrote about it and sung about it for the next that in the 60s they were still like let's write a song about that yes yeah lloyd price lloyd price 150 years and i'm not gonna lie when we chose this movie i got a little hesitant because i'm like yeah but what song are we gonna choose because i don't want I don't ever want to cheese out on this show and pick a movie and not be connected to a song in some way. I want I want the song to be meaningful to me. I want to go, oh, no, I really dig that song, right? So I really dig that song, Staggerly, because of the dance scene. Like, I cannot right. unsee, right? Um, yeah. It's such a pivotal point in the movie, you know. It's yes, no doubt. And, and the dude that- shining the, moment. The guy who wrote it, um, Lloyd Price, or the guy who performed it, sorry, the, like the more memorable one, he's still alive. He's 88 years old. Dang. And it's from New Orleans. Uh, he was inducted to, into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1998. Just want to give a quick nice. shout out to him. That's a big yeah, I'm just going to patch him in right now into the, hang on a second, guys. He's not <laughs> I great with cool, Chrome. I think that's cool, though. But... You know, like, uh, I, I think that's pretty badass that he's still alive and kicking and Probably it is. this is a memorable moment for him. If he was on our show, would you say that to him? I just think it's so cool. You're still alive, man. You're still kicking. <laughs> I do. Just like, anybody who I didn't think, I think it's cool alive. we're all still alive, yeah. honestly. I mean, I really, let's be serious. I mean, anybody who makes it it's past great. certain age, you know, certain uh, benchmark ages, yeah. right? I'm just yeah. like, damn, good, good on you, man. Dude, just, you know, I just want to say, not blowing smoke, but it's so great you're still alive. I mean, it's just... <laughs> Really? Just I'd be like, yeah, that. it is. Yeah. I, I, I think he'd feel that. Yeah. Then I launched but the music was important by... in this movie, too. Like, I feel like, you know, and certainly a lot of movies, it's the same thing where you anticipate, you know, the ones you watch a million times, you know, like I said, same thing I could do with Days Confused or True Runs. It's like the music comes in and you feel that scene or you know that that's coming. And, like, with this, a lot of the songs were very, like, part of the scene. You know, like a lot of them had dances or parties or, but like, uh, and there were uh, bands playing in some of these moments and things like that. But like, that was definitely like even watching it with you guys, like as the scene started, I'm like, you know, like I I was like, here comes this song. Like I could, you know, feel the, Mm -hmm. the, the music coming and like, yeah, you were moving and it's like, it was really fun to watch. It's like such a a big (laughs) part of the personality of the movie. Yeah. And again, I think that like definitely fed into our love for it back in the day was like, and then watching it with the, the girls that I know from out here, um, in my adult life, um, it was the same thing, you know, like, and it was funny cause it would be like the same lines and the same pieces of the songs that we would all be like saying that's, together. That's and so fun. it's so funny. It was so random. So well, this, random. This music is so ingrained in eighties films, sixties and fifties music. Mm-hmm. I think of like adventures in babysitting when they. And then he kissed me. Totally. Right. Like that, those 50 songs that, mm-hmm. that, just, that are so prevalent throughout all this. And, and I think it's just nice that this movie's a period piece. So uh, authentically, it's got to have the music from that era. Otherwise, it's going to be weird. Right. 
Um, and so I wonder if the theatrical just, ones that were more recognizable because I didn't know these songs like I don't remember hearing these songs well, on the radio and I used to listen to like old mm. I used to listen to oldies when I was a kid you know it was like that was what yeah. was on the radio and that was what we listened to um and I didn't know most of these you know like I wasn't like oh that's this one or that's you know like you know and then he kissed me like those songs you recognize outside of the movie yes but like I know these be like I, I don't know that I would know any other parts of the songs other than what's in the movie no, I, I agree. I, I'm but it still has that way. same feeling, like that same. But it would be interesting to see the songs that were in the original theatrical release that they couldn't get for the VHS release. And well, if they, they were more mainstream 60s songs. Katie, Katie Lang and Chris Isaac were on the original hmm. soundtrack. Mm. Not Chris 60s. Isaac, who obviously mm. Chris, Isaac, Chris Isaac, even though he's modern and 80s at the time, but, but he has mm. that rockabilly sound Vintage-y, to him, yeah. vintage sound to him. I uh, did a song with Bo Diddley called Diddley Daddy. <clears throat> Yikes. Uh, yeah. And He's Katie one to look Lang- out for. <laughs> oh. And Katie That's Lang- a very Lang- special episode, Diddley Daddy. <laughs> so, uh, right? uh, what's, your song? what's your song about, Chris? Um, it's, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been diddled by your daddy? Mm-hmm. It's about that. It's about my Diddley Daddy. <laughs> And That's then a- Katie Lang shares a song with, she had a song in um, Hiding Out nice. with, uh, as well, you know. All coming together. She did the, she did the duet Ferrer. with uh, <laughs> with the guy. With <laughs> Miguel Ferrer. You're talking about Roy Or Orbison, but I love, I love when you can't think of his name and you just start. My means glasses. He had those. Glasses. You're talking about. The, you're talking about. They do a duet of crying. Crying. <laughs> <laughs> why, do I, why do I look like? It's the best. I wish anyone. I wish anybody listening could see this. So Zach, like, he can never get Roy Orbison's name, and he just starts. He makes these giant, like, like almost like he's holding binoculars up to his, to his. Almost head. Junior Birdman <laughs> style. Like. I wish well. people could see that. Um, there you go. It's it's so good. But yeah, yes, Katie Lang. <laughs> Katie Lang does a duet. <laughs> you know, she now, sings. Aaron's a song. doing a viewfinder. Aaron has a viewfinder right. on her face. Ooh. Paris. <laughs> New Orleans. Oh my god. India. I love Taj Mahal. Those. Miguel Ferrer. <laughs> Return oh of the Killer Tomatoes. Um Aaron, Aaron, I I know I know this is, you know, Dustin knows all this stuff, but uh do you want to be seen in the world? Like, if you if you do, is there a particular place you'd like to be seen? Is it on Twitter or uh, Instagram? Oh, or yeah. Um, I like to be seen at. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I, I I have a weird relationship with social media. I like to interact with people on it, but I don't post a lot because I'm like, what does anybody care about what I'm doing? Um, maybe on Twitter. Which is the wrong attitude. I know. I've got I've got stinking thinking, you guys. I like Instagram. I mean, I just, I feel like, what do I have that anybody wants to see or hear about? And I like hearing about other people's things and being like, oh my God, I love that. Or that's really cute. Or this is funny. Or oh my God, me too. But um, I don't post a lot because I'm like, look at my dog. I, you know, I, I don't, I don't. So the short answer is no. Don't. I got nothing. I got nothing. I got nothing. So I. I But thank you for asking. 
Well, I, you know, for those that don't know, for those that don't know, and 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 you know, my my uh, my man crush on Dustin uh, never falters; it always stays the same. And and obviously, uh, he, he's a mentor, and besides being such oh, yeah. a dear friend of mine, but uh, his wife Erin is the bee's knees, if you will. Uh, this was you know, the most fun. We, the the four of us, my wife and Dustin and Erin and I. When, you know, we get together. It's so, so much, much fun. fun. And, um, we love you guys. But, but no, it's uber talented. And you should see what Aaron does with macrame for all you macrame <laughs> fans out there. You tying know, you're nuts, out there. Tying knots, watching Murder She Wrote. It's right behind her. Yeah. Right behind her. Some macrame. Right. Yep. Yeah. Macrame. We have actually macrame. a song in the house. What we sing, we go macrame, macrame, macrame. <laughs> Macrame. That's what we sing. Nice. Um, do you guys but, harmonize but, when you do it? No, I sing it with Bodie and Macrame. You mean Bodheim? Bot Bot Bodifer? Bodifer? <laughs> Bocephus? <laughs> Bohem? Bohemian Rhapsody? Um, oh, it's so good. There you go. There's his name. There's, that's, now, yeah. I, and, and but coming on our show Baudelaire. and getting to talk about Shag is obviously a big deal to have you on. And thank I you guys that... so much for having me. It's very special. Thank you for saying yes. Yeah. Um, I feel like I was real nervous because you guys know so much about stuff. And, you know, it's just, you know, it's just a movie that I love. But it's it's so nice. Like, I love listening to you guys. And because a lot of the movies you talk about, I have seen and I do have the same nostalgia, not necessarily to the same extent. I don't know all of the soundtracks and things like you guys do. But, um, you know, we all have that. And it's, it's really special to me that that you guys let me come on and talk about a movie that I feel the same way about that just like really brings me back to these connections in this time of my life and like um it's very special so thank you guys it's our pleasure thank you we I even said to Dustin I'm like we could easily talk about this movie and do our normal show but I don't think it would have the same relevance if if we didn't have someone that identified with the film in in a in a in a heartfelt way, like in a you slumber do. party way, a hundred percent. You know, and 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 obviously, um, having Annabeth on in two weeks <sighs> was a huge deal. So jealous. And we talked about you know um, strong female characters in movies and how how important it is for young women to have people to look up to. Just like there's plenty of boy characters right. out there. You know, I don't think we realized soldier, it, but we know. obviously were drawn to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and in in everybody, you know, uh, go check it out. Maybe you'll be the lucky one to win the DVD that we give away. But go check it out; it's worth checking out. It really is. And if you have seen it, give us a, give us your thoughts on social media. Let us know what you think about Shag and uh, and, and Staggerly. Like alluded to... <laughs> Staggerly, really? yeah, Staggerly. murder song. Come on, it is a murder. It reminds me, Richard <laughs> Marks had a murder upbeat song. Upbeat murder song. Do you remember when Richard Marks had that song? Um, right Here Waiting is a murder song, right? No, it's, no. <laughs> Rush, uh, what was it called? Uh, Wherever you go, whatever you do, I'll be right here waiting for you, and then I murder stalker. you. That's how. That's the lyrics. I watch Lifetime movies, and that yes. happens in everyone. Whatever you do, Speaking of I Lifetime movies, be. Annabeth has a Lifetime movie coming up uh, that will be talking a little Summer bit about secrets rush street do you remember rush street down on rush no 
that's just nope. the album well nope. the album had um <laughs> it had uh take this heart i had a um in high school i had in an ironic way i had a richard marks keychain and my stepbrother threw it out the car window he's like what is this and threw it out i was like it was a joke anyway but now it's gone anyway that's Bastard. all that's the only thing i can relate to with richard marks Bastard. well if I'd known he had a murder song, I could have been like, yep. what were you doing? Yep. He's got a murder song. He's got a murder song, you ass. Now but I know what to get Go back and get it. Yeah. Go back and get my Richard Marks yeah. keychain because he's got a murder song. Yeah. Just like Staggerly, which is in Shag, which everybody's <laughs> going to love. Enjoy. Thank mm-hmm. you for listening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know we alluded to this a little bit in the episode, but yeah, Patreon is coming. Patreon is coming this month. Mm-hmm. So uh, be on the lookout. And like we said in the intro to Matt Adler, it's not your typical, you know, episodes, commercial free type stuff. It's 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 original content. It's original. Well, we don't have any good. commercials for starters. So that would well, be kind you know, of, first kind of, of all. Yeah. But but you nice. get commercial free stuff right. anyways. <laughs> and, and we can promise and, we, yeah. we, we can start promise. putting two dollar late fee commercials during two dollar late fee. Be like, stop yeah. for commercial break. And it'll That's be like, so true. in two weeks, you can see or you can hear Annabeth Gish. And, or, you know, or, <laughs> Let's you know. stop for this. It's so good. Yep. That's a yep. really good point. Like, yep. do, Just start do... adding commercials so then yep. for Patreon listeners, you can have commercial free. Hey, everybody, check out $2 Late Fee starring Zach and Dustin. Uh, <laughs> like, wasn't I just doing that? Anyway, back to the show. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think... Um, you know what we have coming out on Patreon uh, is very special. We can't talk about it yet, but there is something we're collaborating with somebody on uh, that's going to be a part of Patreon. It's going to be good. special, very exciting. Um, the mix CD, the, uh, the 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 six question, the two dollars six questions. What does Dustin know? What is why does Zach own this? All these things that. You're going to find on Patreon. That inquiring minds want to know. A lot yeah. of good stuff. I think, too. Yeah, you should just burning go and questions. check out the... These are burning questions <laughs> that listeners have. What does Dustin know? Why does Zach have that? Like, these, we need to know these answers, and I will pay $2 for it. Why does he have the Blu-ray to shag? Well, yeah, yeah, go watch yeah, shag, and you'll know yeah. why. And you try and get it and see how hard it is. Then. Yeah. It was actually We're like, really go watch this movie. Sorry, it's too hard to find. <laughs> sorry you can't anyway back to patreon um no 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 just just keep an eye out for patreon because it's coming oh by the way that richard mark song is called hazard oh well that's appropriately and named and it's a great and if you watch the video it's black and white it's a murder mystery video mm. it's very controversial does jb fletcher solve the crime if not mm. i'm not in no, but or... RM does, Richard Marks. Oh. Well, Aaron, Aaron's definitely going to be back down the road. Uh, and maybe we'll do a... Yes, yes. We'll do Girls Just Want to Have Fun, and we'll get Kristen on here as well. Oh, I love it. Movie. I love it. Um, because that's going to be a fun one. But until then, uh, check out our interview with Annabeth in two weeks, Annabeth Gish. Uh, keep an eye out for Patreon on our social media. And if you listen to us, I know we say that... Th- I know we say this at the end, but please. So let's not say it. Goodbye. Bye. It was <laughs> Stagley and Billy, two men who 
Hey, everybody, this is Annabeth Gish, and I want you to join me and Zach and Dustin as we go down memory lane with Pudge from Shag and Kat from Mystic Pizza and Brian from Hiding Out. Oh, listen, I just wanted to say goodbye and remind you that the good guys always win, even in the 80s. All right, thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a four... Is it five-star rating? (laughs) Don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. We really... Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. If you listen to us on Spotify, that's great too. And you can find us on the internet. (laughs) Don't forget to check out our website at $2LateFee.com. And follow us on Instagram and Facebook at $2LateFeedPodcast. We'll see you next time. We did it. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 